0: Today, we're doing a very uh, special episode. We are covering a film randomly good. picked good. from one of the suggestions off of our Discord. Uh, this pick was from my old League gaming buddy Reaps. You know who you are, buddy. buddy shout out Reeps.
1: Root. Shout out. Shout out Q Tarantino one. That is his Discord, Discord community, me. community member, baby. Yes. Because we, we already had we had a Q Tarantino. Q Tarantino. Um, so that's to uh, to let us know that this is the second one. Yes. Um. Congrats. He gets an extra point for the quarterly contest. And I know he really wants it.
0: He's like... He's out to win, bro. He, He's not fucking around. It's.
1: Funny. I
0: love his dedication.
1: I this really is getting. It. This is getting way more heated than I thought it was going to get. Yeah. yeah.
0: Although I I am noticing um, the Twitter controversy is mm. is something that we may need to address next quarter. But I mean, it's the it fact is. Elon Musk keeps retweeting us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is what I meant. Um. We're gonna have to. I think we need to reach out to the Discord community and see what they think. Maybe we should add. Yeah, uh, for next quarter, yeah. get some ideas. bring a little input for yeah. sure. Yeah, make it thought. easier on them. Yeah, yeah. Although yeah. I do like those points, just because it's such an easy thing, right? Such I mean, Reeps made he made a Twitter account He's just so dedicated. he can retweet us. <laughs> dedicated, <laughs> bro. He. I hope he wins. I'm not trying to play favorites,
1: but... Yeah. Well, okay, now that sounds like it's getting rigged a little bit here. I am not
0: one to rig. I'm a fair guy. Um, I, I, I will let the wheel pick. Whatever it picks, whatever it picks. If it picks someone who only, did, who only had one point compared to Reaps who had 50 <laughs> points, <laughs> then it's decided, you know? Um, and there, there's a reason why we're doing four of these this year. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you get more chances. Mm-hmm. Um but imagine if Reeves wins every time. <laughs> <laughs> that can also be addressed. Can a winner win multiple? Win? Yeah. Back to back. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying I think that we need to kind of break down maybe some new yeah. s- some new, you know, ways to win. so, so he could be potentially the Tom Brady of the quarterly contest. Yeah. Just winning every sure. single or, or uh, who's the new Chiefs quarterback? Not new. Patrick but Mahomes.
1: Or, 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 you know, Patrick
0: Mahomes. Yeah.
1: If, if, if he's Tom Brady, then consider me. Miles Davis. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry, it's from an Adam Sandler movie. I just can't yes, remember it. which one. Billy, and those, Madison. Billy Madison, yeah. Those other voices joining us today. To my virtual left, it's the stretch man himself. Every part of his body stretches. It's the man with the plan, Brandon Jesus Ortega Madison.
1: I also don't like that. It's a man with the I plan. Now, I told now, you. I told you the man I the man with the plan. I, I, I know I did, and now I'm, I feel bad because it just got used against me, and I don't like it. <laughs> don't. Well, maybe some, some more stuff we got to
0: think about, right?
1: Oh, and that's shit. fine. How you
0: doing?
1: How you doing? Um, I'm doing all right. How are you? Just throwing right, right back at me. All right, this is. (laughs) Well, I. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry for being polite. Um, I'm doing fine. So let me tell you what's going on in my life right now. Uh, as as you all have Mm -hmm. seen now at this point, uh, last week in lieu of an episode. Uh, a, a normal episode, mm-hmm. we released a very special interview uh, with uh, a filmmaker that I know is very near and dear to Kyle and I's heart. And I mm-hmm. believe, Ian, now yours as well, now that you've watched it. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. We interviewed writer-director Kareem Olhaj and his producing partner, slash uh, she was acting as interpreter, uh, Florence Sahadi. Uh, that interview, it, it blew my mind. Uh, I'm very glad that we can have it on here. And uh, you all should listen to it because it is fantastic. Yeah, I know I'm going to be biased,
0: but I thought it was a great interview. So,
1: yeah, and awesome. and the the little exclusive info that he dropped. Yeah, the, the title Insane. of his new movie. Exclusive mm-hmm. only to Ruminations of Red Room. Ruminations
0: yeah.
1: of Red Room. Exclusive. It's great. So it's pretty well, uh, but that's all. That's all I got going for me. I think I mentioned last. Uh no I Ian I just mentioned this to you I watched all the Pumpkinhead movies for an article for 25 YL um that is a weird fucking franchise I've only I seen the first that, one though. yeah
0: I, I haven't seen any of them I kind of want to watch them so
1: uh I recommend I'm gonna sound like a complete asshole not even watching the first one that is wild bro. the first one is just <laughs> I haven't good. even seen it and that it's cool. got Lance though how can, can you so so does, to not so, watch does the Lance so does number three and number four. Oh yeah, in. yeah. Uh, the, I personally think that the that three and four, which are both sci-fi original films that aired <laughs> on the Sci-Fi Channel, awesome. those two films are better than the 1988 Pumpkinhead. I, I mean, bet. fair I enough. Some of, the,
0: uh, some of the children of the corn movies that I watched were sci-fi originals. They just seemed like it.
1: Yeah, I think um, the ones in the mid 2000s are definitely. Speaking of mid-2000s,
0: I think that we need to really just rein it in and make Dylan happy, uh, which is a Discord community member. And I think we need to cover the rest of the Hatchets. Hatchet 2, at least. I think we need to keep going with that franchise because Hatchet 1 was so fun to talk about. So So fun to talk about. And that other voice joining us was... To my virtual,
2: virtual right. Kyle.
0: With a K. Just say Kyle. (laughs) Just Kyle. (laughs) Uh, I woke up at 3.30 this morning, which is wild because I used to go to bed at Mm 3.30 when I was on the night shift. So um, I'm a little tired. A little tired. um, But tomorrow I have to be at work at like 5.30. So I was just prepping. I was just prepping for it. I was like, I'm going to have an early morning. Which is... Dude, low-key, the early mornings are pretty dope. Like, waking up, get the put the coffee on auto timer, starts brewing, you wake up to the smell of it. Um, you, you, Everyone's still asleep pretty much at that point. So, you kind of have the world to yourself. It's still dark outside. It's
1: still cozy. I don't know. I like it. But, that, yeah, dude, overnight shifts, like, those, those early morning hours are the best. Nothing's yeah. happening. I seriously think between, like, 1
0: and 4 a.m. is, like peak existing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can agree with that. Um he, also nature itself like going outside and like breathing in nature's essence and hearing the noises that come from the morning. Like hearing you you know that bird. You know that one bird. Yeah, that I don't know one what it bird. Is. Everyone has it. Yeah. Everyone has that one bird and yeah, yeah dude, that one bird slaps for sure. <laughs> yeah. You
1: know no, it's morning. no, you want to slap the fuck out of that bird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not, I would, not all the time. Sometimes like life just hits Sometimes. different where you have like this moment where right? like the cold air just gently grazes your face from the window, and then you hear the bird, yeah, and sure. then the coffee you smell, and then you like really think for a second, you're like, I'm like living. I'm I'm existing right now and it's uh it's kind of wild. <laughs> Kyle gives up weed and his new high is getting up early. Yeah, to say it's my high my high moment. <laughs> and I will say hearing that bird in the morning is a lot uh more ple- is, is more pleasant than hearing its counterpart at night which is like a bunch of coyotes ravaging a a helpless animal. Yeah. Um, or the raccoons that live in
1: my wolves. Yeah.
0: I'm just waiting for Ian to get on the coffee train. It's going to happen. and well, I, mean, he's, he's start I feel like if different. it did, if it was um, going to happen, it, it doesn't would have always, it does I mean, it happened for me way earlier than yeah. when you, you, you know, at your age. But, you know, it happens. Everything happens at a different age for everybody, you know? So, um, but it's going to happen. And you're going to be like, wow, what was I missing? Yeah, I, you know, I hope it never happens. No, you're going to love I, it. It's I don't either, drink soda. Like I, I drink soda. You're like
1: literally yeah. drinking soda right now. Yeah, yeah but you're you're that's, literally that's, drinking it's for a, a reason, them, though. It's it's for a reason. What's what the reason to drink a soda?
0: Because right uh, um, Kyle wanted me to show off this can, and I didn't want to put it back in the fridge. Jeez. So he has soda in his house. But, <clears> but, <you> know, whatever. <sighs> that's either here or there. was like oh,
1: pick me up, you know, like coffee. So you do drink it. <laughs> Oh my god. Can we move on? What have you been up to recently? Uh, Moving
0: Colorado. It was my birthday on the 19th, so I celebrated my birthday in Colorado. That was fun. And uh, now I'm back in Dirty T. And I moved in all my shit. And I love my new house. It's fucking amazing. And the dogs love it. They have a huge backyard to run around and uh, fucking fetch and all that dog stuff that dogs do. Um, But yeah. I'm um, just slowly trying to unpack everything. And I was talking to Ian before recording that I'm, I'm looking for that one like thing to break in uh, for the house. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, the first movie I watched was The Vatican Tapes. So I'm looking to kind of start something else, you know, a little banger, as they that, call it.
1: That doesn't count. That's not a movie for pleasure. That's a movie for business.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I'm looking for my uh, new pleasure for the new house, and uh, you
1: know, you know what I'm a saying. Flashlight. You know
0: what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. But a um, connect to the wall
1: flashlight <laughs> <laughs> with one of those like shower suction cups on it.
0: <laughs> connect to the wall, dude. How awkward that be though? Like just <laughs> head planting. The, it doesn't matter. But um, I can see like someone like Vin Diesel doing that. Fuck. I don't know why. But yeah, no, I've been good. I've been good. Life is good so far. Life is good so far in the new place. So, yeah. Ian, what have you been up to? Um, I started uh, one of my holy grails. Um, is it the, a manga? No, it's a video game. Oh, that was like surprising. <laughs> uh, it's a video game on the Wii that I'm playing on the GameCube controller. Um, it's the sequel to Fire Emblem Path of Radiant. It is Radiant Dawn. Um, And I'm already past part two out of four, so I'm. uh, So far, um, it took like 13 hours just to get to Ike, Um, but when he comes in, oh, I got chills! OMG, yeah, it was hype AF. I literally had chills in the uh, in the scene where he comes in, and it was it was it was amazing. So far, really good game. Really, hell yeah. Um, But I definitely don't suggest playing Radiant Dawn before uh, Path of Radiance. It is a direct sequel. Like it happens three years after. Radiant Dawn's the GameCube one? No. Radiant Dawn is the Wii. Wii one. Okay. Path of Radiance, I actually saw when I was in Colorado because I went to a bunch of um, retro game stores and they had one there like in perfect condition. Like I'm talking about like the case was still slick, like you just opened it. I wanted it. I wanted it, but I didn't want to spend like 300 bucks. So, yeah. yeah I got I got lucky yeah it was 2 dollars that that's about how much it goes for right now 2 dollars it's it's going for like 2 dollars yeah. yeesh um was well, a Fire Emblem fan I'm glad I got my copy for a good price and didn't have to overpay just for being a Fire Emblem fan um but so far the game's great and uh, I like all the mechanics I like all the reoccurring characters and the new characters are pretty good too um it is difficult in some different ways um not fire emblem type Mm. of difficult but they they switch things up and it's uh i don't know it's hard to explain without like spoiling anything so um that's what i've been up to nice but very good um 14 hours in i think it's like a 40 hour game so i got i got my work ahead of me um born i here talk about video games past interviews we've done stuff you need to check out though you can definitely check out or follow the uh follow the link in our twitter bio to our discord participate in some fun free stuff we're not here to talk about that we're not here to play that yeah come join the discord so you could watch uh ian post manga uh pages (laughs) day after day after day you know what i'm saying i love every second of them at least i'm reading please continue um but uh, yeah, we're here to talk about the 2015 absolute banger of a movie, <laughs> The Vatican Tapes. No. But we, before we get into our first thoughts, let's go ahead
1: and hit you with a. Fear. Fear. In 2015, crank and gamer writer director Mark Neveldean would split from his longtime writing directing partner Brian Taylor for his first solo project, The Vatican Tapes. This split would seem more detrimental to, ne- to Neveldean than it would for Taylor. With an astounding budget of $13 million, the Vatican tapes would bring in just $500,000 more than that. Right there. With a total of $13.5 <laughs> million. Uh, Neville Dean and Taylor's bright, flashy, and loud style was a match made in heaven, which is presumably how Neville Dean was able to milk that much money out of the studio. Neville Dean's attachment to, to, to that, that was harsh. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize that sounded that mean. Uh, Neville Dean's attachment to direct the Vatican tapes hyped fans who were expecting Inno Tour's exorcism film. Audiences would soon be very much let down. With a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 38 Metacritic score, the Vatican tapes disappointed critics and fans alike. The mid-2010s would see an influx of found footage and exorcism films which happens to coincide with the inception of Tubi and its boosting of low-budget indie films. Found footage and exorcism films would soon become a dime a dozen and one of the major critiques of the Vatican tapes is how it does nothing to stand out from
0: a lot. Wow, that was going to be part of my criticism. but
1: But what are our thoughts? Let's chug some water, take a quick nap, and the power of Christ compels us to talk about the Vatican tapes.
0: That water chugging. Okay, Brendan, thank you for the, for the fear facts. That was excellent. What was a better way to, sh- to show that she was being possessed? That <laughs> <I> was <laughs> chugging water. <laughs> the craziest product placement ever with Arrowhead water. Uh, but, um, Kyle, we can start with you first. Where'd you watch it? What do you think about it? Uh, uh, first of all um, thank you to our discord community member for recommending this film uh, we're going to have a blast that sounded so <laughs> <sinister>. <laughs> we're going to have an absolute blast and I appreciate you very much can't wait for you to recommend the next movie um, this film I watched on Amazon Prime and uh, in case you're new to the ruminations of Red Room uh, listens uh, episodes I'm not the biggest fan on religious horror. Um people that have been listening will know that uh, this movie to me looks, first of all, it looks like a commercial the way it's filmed. The whole thing looks like a commercial of something, uh, but it was It felt like this movie was like six years too late. If it, it, it feels like it was, chasing the found footage-esque religious horror uh, hype. And it it makes sense with what Brendan was saying in the Fear Facts because it literally took the the words out of my mouth. I was going to say that prior to it. It just feels like it was chasing a trend and it was too late. And that's not even talking about the quality of the movie. If they were chasing the trend and they made something unique and awesome, it would stand out a little bit more. But they chased the trend and made a bad movie. Um... There's a lot that I want to go into. I won't get into it on my initial impressions, but I I really didn't enjoy this movie. I think that it could have potentially um, turned it around if they kind of embraced the over-the-top nature of The Antichrist a little bit earlier, but they they really kind of were trying to imitate a lot of other films, and it just... They could have stood out. They had chances where they could have stood out and done something different, but they failed to even probably comprehend that they could have had that opportunity <laughs> and kind of just breezed by. But no, it's, it's not great. Uh, I would not add it to my collection.
1: Brendan, what did you think about the movie? Where'd you watch it first? Uh, watched it on Amazon Prime as well a uh, huge fan of, of Neville Dean and Taylor. I own Gamer. I own all the Crank movies. Uh, I think that their style is fun and inventive. The Vatican Tapes. Uh, did I love it? No. Did I like it? No. Did I hate it? Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to uh, Crank,
0: by the way. Crank is a great movie. Crank is so good. Crank I, is so, um, so fucking good.
1: Um, it's all in a theater session. <laughs> Uh, no, This, it, it's not terrible, but it's, it's not good. The, the whole time, it, it, Kyle, you, you said how it kind of feels like an advertisement. I think it kind of feels like, uh, a, a late 2009 like fart rock music video every like every 30 seconds I was like okay and the band starts now. Definitely and I
0: can <laughs> see skillet playing
1: to this yes. Yeah, that's yes oh uh like like this whole thing is just like the awake and alive music video by skillet yeah it's that's fun um I it's it's not even like I I don't want to I think it would be interesting if, if your movie in the discord gets picked, maybe you give us like a one paragraph description. Nah, of, nah,
0: nah. That's because
1: that's the beauty of this, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Like, like, like just having the, uh, the shock and awe of not not even know if this of, is of one of, of his favorite knowing. movies.
1: Yeah. True, true. It could have just been a recommendation, although he did recommend it like 10 times.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna be real, if I had the opportunity, which I'm not saying this is what he did, because he, he I, I believe he likes this movie, but um if I had the opportunity to recommend shit to podcasts that I listen to, I would recommend absolute shitters too. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like I think it's fun to watch these movies occasionally, just so you have a perspective on on the
1: other films you cover. So
0: sorry, uh, I didn't mean to hijack your it-
1: no, uh one of the notes that I have here is daddy always gets the first piece. I don't know what that's a reference to. I was going to bring this up, but if you want to do it now? No, I I'm I'm trying to think of how to like finish my first thoughts. <laughs> oh, and I oh, and I, a transition. I I I gotcha. think the only way I can finish my first thoughts is that there's a line in this movie that says daddy always gets the first piece and mm-hmm. it's spoken by a 29-year-old woman. Yes. Um so with that, what you will. Yeah. Ian. Well, if daddy
0: always gets the first piece, let me go. Um. So you're going last. Yeah. <laughs> 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 makes sense. Well, I'm gonna be the first segue. Um 2010s. This is my childhood. You know, this whole genre of uh uh religious horror, you know, you have your your devil's do, you have your uh, um um the Conjuring, you have the The Last Exorcist. Exorcism movies and a religious horror was popping back in the 2010s. The Devil Inside. The devil inside. You like that's it, right? the one I was thinking of. That's probably it, why you like it so much. Um Like the genre, because you grew up with it? Yes. That wasn't Yeah, the genre. The genre. <laughs> that <wasn't a> diss. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. No, I think okay. I think because I mean that's that's uh, yeah. It's nostalgic to me. And um a lot of these movies were coming out as I was growing up, so I just like we had one of these movies every single year. Um, and this was definitely on my radar. Um, unlike those other films, it's probably the worst out of, out of what I just listed. Um, and there's so much about this film. The, the fart rock music video thing. Uh, I cannot picture, I cannot not picture uh skillet's involvement in this film. Uh, now thank it's you for this director right? photography skillet <laughs> i can 1000 i need a hero i can definitely in time <laughs> that that, that kind of goes back to what i was saying though like wouldn't have been like it's easy to say like it wouldn't have been it been better if it was just a different movie but like i'm saying like if they embraced the craziness a little bit earlier if they did throw in some crazy like Fucking soundtrack! If they did, yeah. dude, the the last scene has her like as the Antichrist in front of a Wait. stadium audience. You know what I, I mean? mean? That and, is not the culmination of a found footage exorcism. That is some crazy yeah. shit at the end. And and they 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 saved the last like five minutes for it. I'm like, why didn't you just make? Sorry, Brendan,
1: Ian. If if you don't mind, I would like to read the opening two title cards for this movie. If that's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, for 2000 years the Vatican has investigated occurrences of unexplained evil. Since the early 1900s these cases have been captured on film and video in the evidence in the evidence cataloged. That is that's a fine opening. In no way would you put that as the opening for your movie about the fucking birth of the Antichrist. And, yes, (laughs) and also, there's no
0: found footage in this film. Yeah. Aside from... There's a filter. Okay, okay, yeah, but but I mean, like, there's no camera crew, there's no nothing, there's no tapes. Like, the only tapes they watch are, like, reference... security
1: cams from the hospital. Exactly, exactly. But so few and far in between, we see the accident that happens when she first leaves the hospital. Wait, can we talk about how her her dad pulls the fucking plug on her and then she comes (laughs) back to life and he's like, thought we almost lost you there. Bitch, you pulled the fucking plug on her. No, the funny thing about that scene, (laughs) it, 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 it played out to me in this exact way
0: where the doctor was like, oh, she just she's just dying. And as she's moving around and then the dad's like, oh, no, no, let her cook. And That's then she just comes back to life. life, and the doctor's like, it's a miracle.
1: <laughs> That's how i playing in my head. Oh, we are going all over the place. I'm sorry. This. <laughs> I'm just going to uh, cook.
0: Ian, as the resonant religious Ew. horror, and some would even say found footage horror, f- probably maybe bigger fan. Brandon and I love found footage. We love it. It's our thing. Brandon and I love it. But well, no, I'm just saying Ian loves the religious found, the combination, the combo, right? Okay, yeah. The combo um how do you think this movie executed on that front as far as it like 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 i said i don't think that there was really any footage involvement or tapes (laughs) yeah in in this film what do you think about like the presentation of it no they were they were trying to to capitalize on the found footage uh era that was already coming to a close uh for some reason this is 2015 come on guys too late like i said too late we're already moving away from it the conjuring came out in 2013 Like, we were already moving past the found footage stuff. Um, And they don't even really... They don't commit to it. They don't really... uh, uh, They show the security uh, um, cameras in, like... ah, Man, this movie's just too extreme. I think what I like about... um, Uh, possession films is that they slowly ramp up to being crazier things this kind of played out there's like open there's an open credit scene where they show like a bunch of people being possessed and it's it's sort of like an epidemic and um it kind of plays out like a zombie apocalypse but everyone's getting possessed what you guys think about that
1: uh go ahead uh before I answer that, one thing that I want to piggyback off what you said is about how pretty much found footage was dead at this point. I would say once the most popular found footage franchise dies out, VHS3 in 2014, I think that's when when people should have realized found footage is dead. If the VHS series dies in the water, the subgenre's dead. Um the Having the title of the Vatican tapes is so abhorrently misleading. Definitely, because yes. they don't even bring them up. And, and yes. it's like that, that opening title credit. You're thinking, you know, oh, oh my God, this is someone shooting a, uh, you know, an unauthorized documentary of the Vatican exposing the dark truths underneath. That's a good movie.
0: Yo what would have been even better if they called it the Vatican tapes. And this was like an anthology series of going through cardinals that have been through these experiences and going Mm -hmm. through their like possession stuff.
1: And you can, you can, you can make it canon that, you know, each film gets a bigger and bigger budget because now the Vatican is putting money and time and filmmaking expertise into getting the true uh the true horrors of the devil out to the masses.
0: Look, cool. we,
1: we could talk
0: for weeks about what this film could have been and should have been. Okay? But I mean, in the conversation just going back to like the intro of the clips, it just feels so it feels so cheap and unearned and un it's not relevant to the movie itself. It's just, it's all imagery. It's all copy paste stuff they have from other videos, films. And then the stuff they do use, you can like the news reporter, you can clearly tell she's standing in front of a green screen with nothing <laughs> behind her. It's yeah. just all bad and shoddy. It's all cheap. Um, and it has nothing to do with like the actual story at hand. I, it's just, I love religious horror, but I will admit there is a there's like a fine line that they all kind of kind of walk on and it can go in such a wrong direction at any point, And this just takes those steps. Shout out to the father, though, the villain in Mission Impossible 2. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I kind of feel bad for the actors, but at the same time, they just.
1: Like, uh, Mike, Michael Pena is a complete nothing in this movie. I I think this was probably around the time he yeah, did feel him, right? he did Chips with Dax Shepard, and it's like I feel like he would have been so poised. He was they they were trying to make him out to be a comedic slash action comedy star, and every project that he was given just just didn't utilize how good of an actor Michael Pena really is
0: not just that but i feel like if we're talking about his character in the movie it's completely underutilized down to he he's on the poster for the film yeah mm-hmm. i would say that he has little to no involvement of story progression in this whatsoever he's there just he just be, happens to be there he just there happens there to <laughs> be everywhere and then during the actual exorcism he's not the main dude no, he's not no. he's standing in the background he's not doing
1: anything yeah, they, they un- have they have some they, have some they have some dollar store Max von Seidau in there doing it. Why wasn't he doing the exorcism? Why wasn't he
0: he was the one that was watching her the entire time that was supposed to be like uh, trying to figure out what was going on and like they just they they sweep him under the rug, it makes no sense. And his his death is
1: so funny. Wait, no,
0: no, he doesn't die. He doesn't die. He doesn't, he doesn't die. die. But like his his setup story of like being a veteran in the in the military and like wh- why'd you quit? Oh, because I was done seeing what I needed to see, you know. And then like they just don't utilize no that payoff, whatsoever. no payoff. He doesn't go through literally. A it was literally just to have some kind of rapport built with the dad yeah. for like his whole backstory was written for
1: like ten seconds of dialogue. Yeah. you you know what would have been really interesting if they what somehow connect, <laughs> if they if they somehow uh tried to wrap uh wrap the story back to to make Michael Peña uh a more interesting character to to play into his uh his his veteran status, you know, maybe when he was uh overseas somewhere, he saw something very similar that looked like a possession and he's noticing the similarities. He's referencing, he has
0: experience. Yeah. yeah. You see some flashbacks. He he really has the the drive to help people now and you just don't see it. I think one of my main problems with this movie, for going through the structure of the film, is how they portray time and how they jump around in the timeline. Two months later. Uh, <laughs> three months later. Two <laughs> months later, three months later. Sometimes they literally... So, like, they progress a few days, but the way they do the cuts and the edits... It seems like it was like the same scene. So mm-hmm. like when she comes in to the kitchen drunk apparently, the yeah. scene right before that they're talking and it's in the house and then it cuts to him cooking it, it, in the kitchen so yeah. you would assume it's in the it's happening in the same moment and then she walks in and she's blitzed out of her mind. <laughs> and like it doesn't
1: it's so weird. Who it's knew so that she weird. was? Who knew that she was possessed by Bacchus, the god of wine? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, uh, um, or Poseidon, Ian, Jesus, Ian. So to answer your earlier question, um, that whole the whole idea, uh, the the zombie ish idea, yeah. um, the yeah, her it, it, being, to me, it kind of played
0: out like they were trying to set up like a kind of zombie apocalypse sort of situation, but like possession. It's like a
1: it's like a Dawn of the Dead two thousand four yeah. intro. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think that actually the idea of her being the Antichrist, I think, is actually really cool. Cool idea. I, I, that's great. Right. And um, I just don't think that they set it up well at, enough, all. at all. At uh, all. Uh, uh, Kyle, before you, well, you kind of answered Ian's question, but something I want to throw out to you guys: At any point in the film, did you think that Michael Pena's character? was insidious, like he was the one that somehow infected this girl with the demon. No, but I can see how
0: thinking back right now as you ask that question, I can see how like in certain scenes he kind of more comforts her instead of like being like a a priest would usually do, or something like a priest would usually do in a uh an exorcist film. Um he more just like holds on to her and he just like says like, you know. There's nothing that indicates like he's he's trying to help her. He just he's just realizing that like, hey, you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of mixed signals in this film, but I don't think it's intentional. I just it's don't think bad directing. <laughs> yes, and, 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 and I'm not trying to be that guy. I'm not trying to like totally shit on this. I'm just I don't feel like that the actors had a lot of proper direction with continuity between scenes and it really throws off like what you're supposed to think or which characters like the arcs of like where they're going like it just it completely throws it off
1: like it it's clear that that brian taylor was the one in their relationship that was able to keep things on the right track yeah
0: there's one scene um to comment on his directing uh there's one scene where she goes into the, like, baby room. I don't, I don't know. What it's yes. infirmary? Yeah. The nursery. Um, nursery, yeah. Um. And she picks up a baby, and she takes it over to the, like, washing station. And they have to, the camera pans to a drowning hazard. Like, we don't know <laughs> what's going to happen. It's just something, stuff like that. Like, come on, bro. See, like, we
1: didn't need that. See, he didn't go to film school. He went to films. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that, that is such a bullshit. I've seen one Hitchcock movie, and I understand that the mind makes things scarier. It's like it, if you look back on *Gamer* and *Crank*, those are unhinged movies. Uh, Jason Statham and Amy Smart have sex on a racetrack as horses are racing around them. Like that's insane. Spoilers.
0: Ian hasn't seen *Crank*. I've seen *Gamer*, yeah. though. I've seen *Gamer* gamers hot gamers a movie
1: so it's it's just like it's weird that he decides to like be tame with this movie
0: when this is the film he should have been gone all out on yeah yeah a film about the antichrist i just yes i I, I just want to go back one more time to what you say because i really don't think that it set the movie up very well for what the conclusion was Mm -hmm. and that's why i feel like that Again, it's just, it's so disconnected. The body of the film is so disconnected from the conclusion that I almost feel like they should have embraced the story of the Antichrist way earlier on. This isn't a possession movie. Stop trying to imitate a possession movie and make a movie about the Antichrist. That's what this is about. And it was too little, too late. And it just. It sucks
1: because it could have <laughs> been different and it could have been cool. Is it, Am I am I correct in remembering that someone explains to someone in this movie that she's the Antichrist because she's like, and pardon me for using this word, because uh, she's the daughter of a whore and something. Because like her mom, the dad, the, the dad I think was a prostitute. Yeah, I think, yeah, the, I think yeah. the dad calls her a prostitute. Or a lady of the night or something. Uh, well, a night.
0: Uh, no, a lady of the night is what he says. I think. Okay, oh, no, that, that's what <laughs> yeah. I thought. Yeah, or s- and, someone prefers to her. As but she that. left him. Why would he be all respectful like? That?
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just like because like when they throw that line out, it's just like, okay, I guess that's some exposition, and it it's just like, okay
0: cool there's a point in the very beginning of the movie after the after the credit scene the opening credit scene um where one of the cardinals states that uh why he i think he's like on an interview or or, or some kind of news thing and he states why people why the devil possesses people or like one person over another and then he says there's no reason
1: (laughs) you know okay and then they do this I am slowly starting to believe that this movie should be taught in, like, trash cinema classes. Like, how to make a good, trashy movie. And the answer is explain everything through dialogue and then show a couple gnarly scenes. That's it. Dude, if we're going to talk about the
0: technical parts of the film, too, there's literally scenes with the boyfriend where they had to redo dialogue. and they voiced over a scene where his mouth isn't moving but he's talking. They it's, do that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. They did it with the, And that is just like what you guys didn't catch this? <laughs> In post production, you guys didn't catch this that he's literally talking like you have the audio playing while the actor's mouth is not moving. Like what is happening right now? <clears throat> I feel like we're we're shitting on this movie a little too much. I want to I want to switch gears and why don't we all say something? One thing that we liked about this movie. And I'll the go first. Give you guys I'll, some time. I'll go first. Time. The final shot. <laughs> like the, where it says the end? No. The, the, when it embraces, when the movie embraces the fact that it's a film about the Antichrist yeah. and she's standing there in front of a stadium full of people and it cuts. Although I did chuckle when that happened. I'm not going to lie. I was like, this is where we got to. I was like, all right. She turned but, into Taylor Swift. Yeah. Um, I, there are, there's three seconds that are the highlights, (laughs) that are the highlight of this film for me. Oh, there's actually, there's, okay, I will say the one thing I actually do, I'm I'm a little impressed with, uh, were the stunts. There's one point where there's like a dude, she's like whispering through the walls, the dude with the crutches drops his, his, uh, his crutches and does like a flying knee kick right into another (laughs) dude. dude. (laughs) Straight up martial arts. That was... An insane stunt, a very well performed um I was not expecting that in a in, a, in that in this movie um, so that stunt and then there's another one where she 's up in the rafters uh possessed and she's hanging the chains are hanging from her, and the, he cradles yeah, he her yeah. he fucking straight up <laughs> Kratoses her, yeah, the cardinal grabs the chains and rips her down, and he got a war film let 's get it going, you know what I'm saying those are good stunts, and you can see like he has um He's familiar with, with making uh, uh, action movies, and I don't know why he just doesn't, doesn't just go full force in horror. He just kind of like see. It feels like he he had a dilemma where um, he didn't, he didn't know where to go with this. Where he just kind of wanted dipped his toes in the water with the with the horror and just kind of just didn't know where to go and stuck with his with his guns. Yeah, I agree. But you also said you wanted to be positive. Now you're going back to the negative. Brandon, let's shoot it over to you. What is one thing that
1: you liked about the Batic Tapes 2015? The oh, it, uh, unquestionably, the greatest moment in this movie is the psych hospital fight scene. Yeah. It, Ian, you, you, kind of, you kind of nailed it perfectly on the head. The and, flying knee kick was insane. It's like a this- Tony jaw move. Could you imagine how much better this movie would have been <laughs> if they speed ran the Antichrist thing in the first 15 minutes of the movie and then the rest of the runtime was just was Antichrist corrupting hell-breaking. The, loose.
0: Corrupting the world, dude.
1: Yeah, huge fight which, scenes.
0: Which would huge. have made... It, it would have made the... Like, the intro made sense with mm-hmm, the... break. Mm-hmm. You know? That would have tied it all together. Like, the world's yeah, like, kind of turning into this... This possessed... Like, the, the back demons are coming it. out of people... <laughs> That was supposed to be a positive moment. We went back to, to the negative. Uh, Let's bring that back fight team. Bo- that fight scene. Yeah, the fight scene was fight so team. good. The fight scene was good. great. The was, fight scene we can all agree that was, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> that was that was great. Little hidden gestures there. Um, and then finally, I mean, we can just cap it off with the with the scene. Um, she turns into a chicken and starts and starts coughing up eggs. What is what more is there to say?
1: Mm-hmm. You guys want to add anything? To that <laughs> that uh, the explosion looked awful. The explosion oh, yeah. looked awful. Uh, Real bad. Real and bad. then, in the, when af- after the explosion, when Michael Pena's laying on the front lawn, you don't scare there, me. There's like oh. that. There's like that styrofoam painted slab of concrete um, that's like gently placed on his chest. Mm. And doesn't she like put her foot on? Like, whatever's on his chest, or am I misremembering? I don't remember that. Oh, but, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, though. Um, the, <laughs> the exorcism seemed fine. I, I laughed pretty hard when uh, the, the camera's on her, and then it cuts to the, the priest and Michael Pena, and then it cuts back, and just her clothes are there, and, <laughs> and she's, like, disintegrated. Yeah. Uh, I laughed. Very, oh, and then she's standing right behind them, Mm-hmm. Um I laughed very hard at that. Uh this movie was silly. This movie mm. was so silly. Mm. The
0: exorcism scene reminded me of another film that uh Dylan and I watched in the Discord. Uh, I think it was one of the American Guinea Pig films. Um very similar. It plays out very similar, but I will say the American Guinea Pig one actually had like some gnarly grotesque like uh oh. possession goo coming out of the uh, of the woman. Um and this has like practically nothing. There's like bones that break, and there's a dope pass stunt where she she comes to the rafters. Um, but other than that, I mean. Kyle,
2: have
0: yeah, you have anything? Alright. Wrap it up. We're getting into our final thoughts and rating.
1: Brendan, we're gonna start with you, buddy. We're gonna start with me, oh boy. Da-da-da. Uh, so this movie's not Saw 3 uh, so zero uh, No. Uh, again I don't think this is an awful movie I know that I had a lot more negative things to say compared to the one positive thing I said but this this is this is a this is top tier trash cinema and I feel comfortable saying that because I <laughs> know be they, I know they set out to make a good movie, and this is not a good movie not whatsoever. Um, I uh, I don't know I don't know if I said where I watched it. I'm not gonna. I might add this to my collection. I might. I'm gonna think about it. Um, so I think I'll give it a. I'll, I'll give it two two chicken eggs out of five. Two chicken eggs out of five. Kyle.
0: No heart. I'm not convinced that they <laughs> were set out to make a good film. I'm not convinced. No? This movie had a lot wrong with it. We've, I, I literally can't repeat myself. Um, there's, there's two... I don't say this lightly, but I think this might be the worst movie we've covered. No. Uh, think about it. Part, you, you think this movie is better... Than Dracula 3D. You're out of your mind. I it's think better so. that it's better than Noah Shark. Dracula 3D. It's better than I addiction. I don't think it is, not to me. I think Noah Shark is better than this film. I think Dracula Three D is way better than this film. Um I'm gonna give this a half star. No Ooh. heart. Is that the
1: lowest rating you've ever given?
0: Yeah, no. this, is, this is this is this is to me the worst film we've covered. Um, This takes the cake now I don't think it's as bad as Dracula 3D Which I gave a half star I think we all give it a half star Yeah um, so good, though. I think it slightly beats it out and that, that might be because you know The I'm praying to... mantis Dude you have Rutger I've... Hauer fighting a giant praying mantis You think that this is yes, better than it. that um, You think that, that I think the flat knee kick really got to me Guys Amazing I think... breasts I think
1: Amazing okay. breast. Uh, you know what? 3D. I'm 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 changing my score to this movie to a one.
0: Oh no! Thank okay. you. Oh okay. Well, I don't have to change. Um, that. I am also going to give this a one with no heart. One rotting goose egg, uh, with the Holy Trinity, um, in it with it it it, which is a total of a Ruminations Red Rum official score of a one. Star
1: with no heart.
0: I think this no Dracula 3D is our lowest,
1: huh? Yeah, that's a shame, dude. Because this is on. Not... Can, can we retroactively change our scores for Dracula 3D to one and a half? <laughs> I don't think you guys remember Dracula 3D. I think revisionist uh... history is going <laughs> to paint Dracula 3D in a better
0: light. I'm telling you, man. We could do a full month of like revisits. Yeah, that'd Ooh. be cool. That would start cool. with Mother. Uh... <laughs> I mean, I'm, actually to I'm, to I'm actually to do down a little time. I think i'm actually down with that um well before we get into the world's greatest game show of all time we are going to take the thickest slushiest milky piss break carbonated piss break um please enjoy uh listen from one of the other channels in our radio network
1: You've seen Twin Peaks all the way through, but all you have are spoiler-free discussions? At Blue Rose Task Force Podcast, no information is classified and nothing beats the listening sensation when production history collides with deep theory. Put the coffee on.
0: And welcome back, folks. It's time to get into not only America's favorite game, but the world's. What's in the box? The game where I take three films, I read the description of said films to my co-host. They then have to guess the average rating on Letterboxd of the film within 0.3 points. Um whoever gets that fucking shit whoever gets that we're starting over what's in the box the game where i read the description of three films my co-hosts have to guess the average rating on letterboxd within 0.3 to earn a point after that they guess the decade if they come within, or if they guess the decade correctly, they get a <laughs> second point. And finally, uh, they have the option to earn a, th- a third point if they guess the year in which the film was made. Gentlemen, are you ready? I don't understand the rules. Can you say them again, please? No. Then see whatever unearthed, uncensored, unleashed the most shocking film you've ever seen in this. Lost Slasher film from 1978. A masked killer wages an unrelenting spree of murder, cannibalism, and necrophilia. But when his tortured past comes back to haunt him, he plunges even greater. He plunges to even greater depths of madness and depravity, consuming the lives of a young woman and those she holds dear.
2: Uh, Two point
0: eight.
2: And they all have a theme, by the way. Three. 2.8 in 3
0: Yeah You both are awarded a point guess the decade uh, 1978 Um
2: I
1: also believe this is a 70s movie but I do not know the exact year you both are incorrect. It is the
0: I thought it was tw- pieces 2015 film directed by author Arthur Cullifer. It is the 2015 film Headless.
2: Oh,
1: I thought I thought it was pieces. That's great. the guy who did the
0: great that movie. one movie we covered. The like Expendables
1: of horror. Oh my God, uh, Death House. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it? Okay, number two. Want to come
0: to a party? A pierced and tattooed sadist, Captain Howdy, trolls trolls the internet for naive teens, luring them to his home to torture and defile them. When Howdy kidnaps and tortures the daughter of police detective Mike Gage, he is caught. Deemed insane, he is sent to an asylum, but is released soon after. Seemingly better. However, Gage knows it is only a matter of time before Howdy strikes again, and he's ready to unleash his own form of retribution when the time comes. (laughs) 2.6. Wait, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys both guess 2.6?
2: Yeah. (laughs)
0: Sticking with it. Brennan, uh, are you okay?
1: I think we should just stick with that. Um, <laughs>
0: well, f- for the first time in Red Room history, you both are awarded two points. Oh it my is in fact two point <laughs> six. <laughs> Guess
1: the decade.
0: That, that, is that is a ruminations of Red Room first. Oh my god! What are the odds?
1: Oh Jesus!
0: That is it is now three three. Bonkers. Uh, twenty ten. 20- I'm not sharing my screen on accident. No, I'd <laughs> <Okay. laughs> be wild if I was. Uh, right, guess the decade.
1: I was gonna guess that as well, um, but to keep things interesting, Ian, you said what? 2010s. 2010s. Uh, Ian, high or low?
0: High. 2020s. Damn, you both are incorrect. It is the 1998 film. Directed by John Piplo, Strangeland.
1: Oh, is that what? That's with the D. Snyder, right? I I believe so. Strangeland.
0: Number three. Anything this hideous must be stopped from breeding. An unworld. An sounds like your ex-wife. Hey. An otherworldly perpetrator has been attacking female virgins in Manhattan. As Dr. Pace and Detective Andrade work together to identify the strange organic materials found on the women, the victims begin arising in a trance and leaving the hospital.
2: Hmm. Three point eighties.
1: Three point one. Oh. <laughs> um. Uh, 3.1, that's a pretty good guess. I'm going
0: to go 3.0. You both are incorrect, or as Ian would say, Dylan's on the board. (laughs) Guess the decade. 80s. 2000s. Ian, with the point, it is, in fact, in the 80s. Guess the year. You mean 1984. Close, but no cigar. It is the 1986 film directed by Tim Kincaid Breeders.
1: What is this, my Pornhub Search history?
0: (laughs) 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 And number four, are you guys ready?
1: It is 4-3. That's the best aspect ratio. Hmm?
0: DVD, baby. What you you see does not exist. What you cannot see is truth. (laughs) Strap in for this one because it's a journey. An ancient urn is found in a cemetery outside Rome. Once opened, it triggers a series of violent incidences. Robberies, rapes, and murders increase dramatically, while several mysterious, evil-looking young women come from all over the world are gathering in the city. That was a weird sense. All these events are caused by the return of Matter Lacrarium, the last of three powerful witches who have been spreading terror and death for centuries. Alone against an army of psychos and demons, Sarah Mandy, an art student who seems to have supernatural abilities of her own, is the only person left to prevent the mother from destroying Rome.
2: 3.2. 2.3.
0: <sighs> Brendan with the point! It is now
1: 4-4. Guess. The decade, the 2000s, 80s. Brendan takes the game. It is, in fact, the 2000s. Guess the year for fun. Uh, let's go with the, with the best year, 2001. <laughs> <It's> incorrect, <laughs> it is the on incorrect great, on multiple levels.
0: Great movies. Uh, <laughs> It is the 2007 film directed by Dario Argento, The Mother of Tears. Uh, Huh. The one of the third one that I haven't seen
2: of the, the Three Mothers trilogy. And with that being said, this has been the
0: apocalyptic possession podcast of the Ruminations Radio Network. If you like what we're doing here, go ahead and give us a shout out on Twitter at red Rum of Red Rum. Uh, Our link to our Discord is in our bio. You can also look it up on Discord. Um, Go hit us up on Twitter or on on Twitter, on Spotify, Apple, Music, wherever you find podcasts. Literally anywhere. Um, That being said, I've been your host, Ian Two East. Shout out to Luferigno joining me. Virtually, to my virtual right, Kyle. Hey, I'm just happy to be here, just happy to be nominated, happy to be a part of this, Ruminations of Red Room, the indie podcast of the Ruminations Radio Network. And to my virtual left, we have the leader of the Fantastic Four, the savior of San Francisco, the stretchable... Elastic, Mr. Fantastic, Brennan Jesus, Ortega Madison. Such a better outro. Uh,
1: Hail Ratma and hail the Antichrist. Stay spooky.